Let's bow our heads. Father, send your spirit to open our hearts and, my, and our minds to the words of your Son, our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Good morning. Today's first reading is familiar but long. If you'll turn to page 931 in your pew Bibles, we will read the first lesson is from the first chapter of Luke, the 26th through the 56th verses. In the sixth month, the angel named Gabriel was sent to God to, by God to a town in Galilee called Nazareth to a virgin engaged to a man whose name was Joseph and of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary. And he came to her and said, Greetings, favored one, the Lord is with you. But she was perplexed by his words and pondered what sort of greeting this might be. The angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And now you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you will name him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High, and the Lord God will give to him the throne of his ancestor David. He will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. Mary said to the angel, How can this be, since I'm a virgin? And the angel said to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High shall overshadow you. Therefore the child to be born will be holy, and he will be called Son of God. And now your relative Elizabeth in her old age has also conceived a son, and this is the sixth month for her who is said to be barren, for nothing is impossible with God. Then Mary said, Here I am, the servant of the Lord. Let it be with me according to your word. Then the angel departed from her. In those days, Mary set out and went with haste to a Judean town in the hill country, where she entered the house of Zechariah and greeted Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the child leaped in her womb. And Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit and exclaimed with a loud cry, Blessed are you among woman, women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. And why has this happened to me, that the mother of my Lord comes to me? For as soon as I heard the sound of your greeting, the child in my womb leapt for joy. And blessed is she who believed that there would be a fulfillment and what was spoken to her by the Lord. And Mary said, My soul magnifies the Lord. My spirit rejoices in God my Savior. For he has looked with favor on us the lowliness of his servant. Surely, from now on, all generations will call me blessed. For the Mighty One has done great things for me. And, and holy is his name. His mercy is for those who fear him from generation to generation. He has shown strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud in the thoughts of their hearts. He has brought down the powerful from their thrones and lifted up the lowly. He has filled the hungry with good things and sent the rich away empty. He has helped his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy according to the promise he made to our ancestors, to Abraham and to his descendants 
forever. And Mary remained with her about three months and then returned to her home. The word of the Lord. As is often the case in Advent, our Old Testament lesson comes from the prophet Isaiah this morning. We'll be reading from the 11th chapter, uh, verses 1 through 9. So listen now for the word of God on this second Advent Sunday. <clears throat> A shoot shall come out from the stump of Jesse, and a branch shall grow out of his roots. The spirit of the Lord shall rest on him, the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord. His delight shall be in the fear of the Lord. He shall not judge by what his eyes see or decide by what his ears hear, but with righteousness he shall judge the poor and decide with equity for the meek of the earth. He shall strike the earth with the rod of his mouth, and with the breath of his lips he shall kill the wicked. Righteousness shall be the belt around his waist, and faithfulness the belt around his loins. The wolf shall live with the lamb, the leopard shall lie down with the kid, the calf and the lion and the fatling together, and a little child shall lead them. Cow and the bear shall graze, their young shall lie down together, and the lion shall eat straw like the ox. The nursing child shall play over the hole of the asp, and the weaned child shall put its hand on the adder's den. They will not hurt or destroy on all my holy mountain, for the earth will be full of the knowledge of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The idea that salvation would come from a stump is a bit puzzling, I think. A tree would seem to make more sense. After all, the tree of life grew at the center of Eden, as did the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. At the beginning of the Psalter, we are invited into a scriptural journey designed to make us like trees planted by streams of water, trees which yield fruit in their season, whose leaves do not wither, and in all that they do, they prosper. In the story of God's salvation, trees represent health, vitality, growth, prosperity, and peace. And yet we also know that Christ died on a tree tree that had been crudely fashioned into an instrument of torture and death. The prophets often used the leveling or the dying or withering of trees as an image of divine judgment. Eating the forbidden fruit of the tree did not work out so well for humankind. So this is more of the sense that we get from a stump. A family that was once alive and well but is now cut down, arguably useless, its life seemingly at an end. <clears throat> Those who have studied the work of theologian Reinhold Niebuhr have described him as a pessimistic optimist. 
which I think helps us understand what this stump of Jesse is all about. Niebuhr's pessimism is rooted in the reality of sin, which not only breaks us as individuals, but takes shape in the corrosive actions of communities, nations, and society as a whole. Despite this negative influence, Niebuhr and believers like him hold to an optimism that is ultimately stronger and more enduring, a conviction that even though sin is real, we are still rooted in the transcendent life of God that against all odds continues to live and breathe and work for the reconciliation of the world. So as a pessimistic optimist himself, the prophet Isaiah gives us this image of a stump, something that seems broken, that seems destined to rot into the ground, but yet still holds in its roots a promise of hope and peace and love and life. It is Isaiah who promised that the surviving remnant of the house of Judah shall again take root downward and bear fruit upward, for out of Jerusalem a remnant shall go out, and from Mount Zion a band of survivors. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will do this. So with this Advent hope in mind, with this idea of a stump being both a pessimistic and an optimistic image in Scripture, I invite you to hear anew a beloved childhood story of pessimistic optimism that's called The Giving Tree. Once there was a tree, and she loved a little boy. And every day the boy would come, and he would gather her leaves and make them into crowns and play king of the forest. He would climb up her trunk and swing from her branches and eat apples. And they would play hide and go seek. And when he was tired, he would sleep in her shade. And the boy loved the tree very much. And the tree was happy. But time went by and the boy grew older and the tree was often alone. Then one day the boy came to the tree and the tree said, come boy, come and climb up my trunk and swing from my branches and eat apples and play in my shade and be happy. I am too big to climb and play, said the boy. I want to buy things and have fun. I want some money. Can you give me some money? I'm sorry, said the tree, but I have no money. I have only leaves and apples. Take my apples, boy, and sell them in the city. Then you will have money, and you will be happy. And so the boy climbed up the tree and gathered her apples and carried them away, and the tree was happy. But the boy stayed away for a long time, and the tree was sad. And then one day the boy came back and the tree shook with joy and she said, Come boy, climb up my trunk and swing from my branches and be happy. I'm too busy to climb trees, said the boy. I want a house to keep me warm, he said. I want a wife and I want children, so I need a house 
Can you give me a house? I have no house, said the tree. The forest is my house. But you may cut off my branches and build a house. Then you will be happy. And so the boy cut off her branches and carried them away to build his house. And the tree was happy. But the boy stayed away for a long time. And when he came back, the tree was so happy that she could hardly speak. Come, boy, she whispered, come and play. I am too old and sad to play, said the boy. I want a boat that will take me far away from here. Can you give me a boat? Cut down my trunk and make a boat, said the tree. Then you can sail away and be happy. So the boy cut down her trunk and made a boat and sailed away. And the tree was happy, but not really. And after a long time, the boy came back again. I'm sorry, boy, said the tree, but I have nothing left to give you. My apples are gone. My teeth are too weak for apples, said the boy. My branches are gone, said the tree. You cannot swing on them. I'm too old to swing on branches, said the boy. My trunk is gone, said the tree. You cannot climb. I'm too tired to climb, said the boy. I am sorry, sighed the tree. I wish that I could give you something, but I have nothing left. I am just an old stump. I am sorry. I don't need very much now, said the boy. Just a quiet place to sit and rest. I am very tired. Well, said the tree, straightening herself up as much as she could. Well, an old stump is good for sitting and resting. Come, boy, sit down. Sit down and rest. And the boy did. And the tree was happy. The end. Thanks be to God for the promise of this Advent Sunday that a shoot shall come out from the stump of Jesse, that a branch shall grow out of his roots, that the surviving remnant of the house of Judah shall again take root downward and bear fruit upward. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will do this, and, I might add, be happy about it. The end. Thanks be to God.